Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Uh, my name is Reese, and this is uh, the Motherfucker Podcast, and I'm here with Riz. We are getting on a, a regular schedule, getting back to uh, a regular schedule. So you're going to have two pods drop pretty quick, quick from each other. Back to back. Quick back, quick back, to, back. to back. <laughs> we got enough to talk about. We've got a we quick do. episode for you guys today. Yeah, <laughs> so I thought we'd just get back on a regular schedule and, and get right to it. So uh, welcome to the Motherfucker Podcast. Uh, to get started, we were going to jump right into a fantastic battle of Alberta, and we will get to that. But we would like to start um, with a heavier heart. Um, everyone woke up on Sunday morning to the awful news of um, former Pittsburgh Penguin player Adam Johnson, um, who was playing in the Britain Ice Hockey League for the Nottingham Panthers. Nottingham, I think I'm saying that right. Um, unfortunately, passed away due to... Um, what looks to be a bit of a freak accident with a blade. Um, you know, there's lots of videos going around out there. So keep yourself safe if you are digging into this Don't information. Watch Don't yeah. watch it. I have chosen not to watch it. Um, I know a lot of people have, or some people have unfortunately scrolled past it. Um, but we just here at the Motherfucker Podcast want to um, send our condolences to the Johnson family, to friends and family of Adam Johnson, uh, to teammates um, the Nottingham Panthers of, of Adam Johnson and to um, his opponents and anyone else and fans. And 8,000 people that witnessed the horrifying event that happened as well. Yeah. The great fans of, of Nottingham. Um, my husband and brother both played for Nottingham in the 2018 season, which is why I'm wearing my Nottingham Panthers sweater today. Um, they, I went to a game in, in, um, Oh my gosh, it's slipping me right now. Uh, Sheffield, where they were playing. Um, amazing fans, amazing product on the ice. The game used to be, it was notorious for being like a tough guy league. And it's definitely, uh, the skill level of it is high. And the one thing that I will say about the Nottingham Panther fans are they are just so obsessed with their team. So emotionally invested in all the players. They're wonderful hosts knowing that most of the teams play and I'm just absolutely shattered for the organization um and the tragedy that unfolded there and like you said um to Adam Johnson and um to all the people out there who are being horrible on on social media and making comments like that other player needs to go to jail for murder um like it, nobody goes on the ice thinking I'm going to try and kill someone. Nobody <laughs> like, ever. No. Ever. No. It's not funny. It's not a no. joke. And, and that unfortunate guy who may have kicked his legs up in the air when he got a hit and tried to over embellish or whatever was going on. doesn't matter. It was happened a split second. And the intent was never going to be to, to injure yet alone to take someone's life. Yeah, and he's gonna have to live with a very heavy heart for the rest of his life. And I, 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 see, I feel terrible for him. I, yeah, I really me do. Too. Me too. For everybody involved. Um, yeah. And for the yeah, like you said, those Twitter trolls, everyone that's out there online right now, like you're not helping. You're not helping. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not, not helping, helping a family that's grieving, a team that's grieving, fans that are grieving. Um, and then on the other side of that, you're not helping. Um, vilify somebody you know let let the league there let the police there whatever they need to do to 
wrap things up and 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 take care of um the that end of things that's what they're mm-hmm. supposed to do that's what they're trained to do um yeah. but yeah um whether it looked embellished whether it looked intentional you you just don't do that you're not going that's not the game and yeah and um yeah it it was just heartbreaking to hear and it's heartbreaking to see how it's all unfolding now and um and i'm sorry for your family as well riz for your connection there because that's just so close to home um yeah it's got to feel extra uh um achy today knowing how close you are to that group and and how that and the the kind and wonderful words and the way you spoke about the Panthers organization. So. Yeah, I, I so a Saturday night we actually heard about it already. Um, just like connections to following the teams. My dad actually picked my, myself up from my brother's house. I was in Edmonton this weekend, and and dad's like something bad happened at Nottingham tonight. And um, my husband Dylan, who also played there, was like, "What?" And we're like, when we hadn't heard anything and and the way it was going on, we're like, we think it was really serious. So, and then unfortunately when we woke up in the morning to the the news that, um, yeah, it was, it was much more serious than, than even originally reported. So, uh, or, or where your mind immediately goes to whenever there's a serious incident, you always hear the horror stories, but like this league and, and well, these leagues and hockey in general, like like you said, it's a freak thing and, and, uh, uh, that doesn't happen very often and coming as a person who comes from a sport where there's actually been a lot of lives lost. Um, and I don't say that smiling, it's just like a, a way of handling grief and understanding of, uh, you know, people do dangerous things every day and, and you can't control everything. And, um, I thought that the Ontario rain, um, did a, an amazing, the AHL team and LA's farm system where, where Adam Johnson previous played did an amazing job. They honored him with the first star last night. Um, One of the guys who played on the same team in Nottingham brought and played with him, brought out the ice and uh, brought out his Jersey and the five guys who had played with him that are still on the team today went out to center ice and they put his Jersey on center ice on a, on a stool and everybody kind of just left the building quietly. Um, And then Pittsburgh Penguins did a, a pretty incredible tribute tonight as well if you watch it it's hard to watch without getting emotional um yeah. with all the players on both teams and the referees making a circle around center race so yeah. um thought that was pretty special to watch and I feel terrible for his parents and that leads us to our next topic of <laughs> net guards and yeah and safety in sports and safety in sport <laughs> and coming from um, an extreme sport, I guess. Could, could we consider your background in extreme sport? Yeah, seems uh, yeah, pretty I'd say extreme. So. <laughs> pretty extreme. To maybe, me. maybe of the highest end of the extreme. Absolutely right. Yeah. That that this like that hockey doesn't scream extreme to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but those athletes are out there putting themselves and their lives and their bodies every day. Minor mm-hmm. injuries to major injuries to the extreme to the this example, the extreme end of it which is that freak accident where something really terrible can happen and things can happen. And is what happens when you least expect it as well. And um, the fact that, so in Canada, what I learned through all this is in Canada, if you are until junior age, so until you make it to play, whether it's, it's junior A or, or, or whether it be in the CHL, uh, major junior, um, you, you are mandated to wear neck protection. And then once you're considered a, a junior player, you have the choice. So 
Um, it's, and most players choose not to, whether it be cooled. I know that a lot of players do wear those Kevlar, but, um, they're not like the, the neck protection, like the goalies wear, but they are, uh, like a Kevlar that goes up more like a turtleneck. Um, but they are not mandated. And I found out in the U S there's no mandate at any age whatsoever. Oh, um, yeah. (laughs) I hope, and I, I, you know, I hope there are parents who will tune in or parents who are listening to this or seeing this come up in the news and who are stepping in to make sure that their young children are, are wearing, you know, I understand that there has to be choice. um, But when, when you're dealing with something that can get go sour or go unsafe quickly, um, minimal protections at least um, seem to me to be, you know, I, you know, I think about the visors, right? And the grandfathering in or grandfathering out. Oh, yeah, the grandfather, of, well, yeah, started right? with the helmets. Started with, with the helmets. helmets. Like, we had exactly. to have, it started with a goalie mask, actually. Yeah. If you really yeah. want to go back. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you can't shoot a puck at someone's face that has no protection. <laughs> yeah. You know, we you know, I think it's funny, it's a we we are hesitant to change, and I get that because we're trained a certain way or we yeah. we buy into a certain belief. Um, and it takes a while to get Mm -hmm. people on board, but I hope this open conversation, this opens conversation. If any good comes of a really terrible and tragic situation is that conversations about keeping adults safe in this sport, uh, wearing things that could assist in those freak situations, or, um, at least for younger, young people and young players playing, um, United States cough, cough, we're talking to you. And then as you get a little older here in Canada, um, mm-hmm. what for you, something I'm coming from an extreme sport, what were the things you weighed in, in your decisions to get into a bobsled and, um, yeah, where do you come down on, on the use of neck guards or safety equipment that might seem extraneous and uh, personal choicey? Yeah. So there's a, a really similar situation in bobsled. So, um, um when sleds flip upside down which happens at any moment. It happens when you least expect it. It happens to the best pilots in the world and it happens to rookies and beginners. And and there's no, you never can predict it. Um, But when sleds flip upside down, they're out of control and there's nothing you can do because the steering wheels or steering ropes are, you're not in control of anything. And you literally are at the mercy of whatever the sleds does when it's upside down because the brakes are upside down. So there's no way for you to come to a stop. Um, when you are traveling 140 kilometers an hour upside down, um, your skin will burn. It will burn because it is being pulled that fast across ice and ice will burn. There is a non-mandatory, but highly recommended, um, uh, situation in bobsled where you are asked to wear a burn vest and same Kevlar that these really, high highly amazingly thin but but protected clothing that you can wear as neck guards as well um in hockey uh and i have seen athletes time and time again whether it be they don't want to buy one they're not cheap they're like 350 bucks starting it and if you can even find one um i've seen athletes opt to go down and learn the hard way, if you will. I've seen athletes have to get major skin grafts. I've seen athletes have to miss an entire season because they've had to get the whole back of their leg regrafted and transferred onto their backs. Mm. Um, I've seen, uh, I've seen athletes wearing burn vests that still burn through them. 
So thank God that they're wow. wearing them. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine stitches. what it would have yeah. been if it wasn't there? Yeah. Um, and again, it's one of those things where as a pilot, I always told my brakeman they're not coming down unless they're wearing one because I would never forgive myself as a pilot because yeah. I would be responsible for what happened to the sled. But obviously I can't be responsible for what happens in the back when we're upside down. Um, and uh, it's not going to protect you from everything, but it, it makes a difference. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I am all for uh, wherever you have the opportunity to make yourself 1% safer to yeah. do it. Yeah. No matter what, because it's, it, like I said, I have been in freak accidents. I have seen freak accidents. I have seen things that never physiologically should have happened, mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be watching in, in other sports, I'll, I'll, I'll reference, I'll reference the 2010 Olympics and, uh, a Georgian luge athlete. And if you were around then, you know what happened. And yeah. again, a freak accident that if we tried again, there's no way we could have created what, what happened to him. Um, and, uh, like, you never know when these things are going to happen. So it's, um, yeah, my point is if there is a way to make yourself 1% safer, then do it. There's not, there's nothing that it won't impede your, your performance because you've got something tighter in your neck. I see guys wear loose chains around their neck all the time. Like, come on guys. Like you're like, you can do this. Yeah. Like, and all it takes is for some mandates to come in, start the kids wearing them from the time they're young and tell them that they just can't take them off. And then that's how you grant for it. And then I understand the it's impossible to get old dogs, new tricks, but it would be nice if some of them led by example and, and, showed everyone else that they wear what they wear and do what they do because again the chance of something happening is so small but you never want to be the person it happens to no and what if that one percent yeah what if that one percent lets you play oh sorry i apologize yeah no absolutely right you never want and you and you never want to be either on the giving end of something like that like i think about patty maroon and evander kane and his wrist right um, right and how how dangerous how scary that was and and yeah. they had the best of the best and he caught it so quickly but you could just see the sheer panic in his eyes when he realized yeah. the magnitude oh, of what was terrifying. going on yeah, 100% and then yeah. to think what pat maroon you know not a bad dude never intended to do that was also going through and yeah i think if if it's 1% or 2% or 10% or the chance that something could happen that could that could take you out of a game that you love or a sport or your career do the thing that's going to potentially elongate your career sure. or the thing that you love yeah. every time. It's not that hard. It's not that every hard. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree with you. And um, I'm so glad that, uh, that you, that we, we're not having any of those experiences. We didn't have 1% with you, Riz. I'm glad that that's the case, Yeah. but yeah. we, um, yeah, we just send our love to the Johnson family, Absolutely. to the Panthers, to the entire British ice hockey league, um, as they move forward healing yeah. from this tragedy and hopefully some changes are made. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now moving on. Let's jump over. Let's, to, go. <laughs> let's go to something that's more enjoyable. No, yes. Like, something that, that is, is good for our hearts right now. What Absolutely. We need. What we needed. I, what we needed. We needed, well, we needed an Oilers win. Check. And we got it. We got, we got it. it. We, you, I can't wait to hear all the stories of the Battle of Alberta. I, you got a Nickelback concert. I did my my, my eighth Nickelback concert. I love that stat. 
I love that stat. Um, we got goals from a, on a bunch of unlikely sources. We got we had a first NHL goal in a, in a, in a winter classic. That's yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I, and I have to say that I I disappoint myself when I think about how much our team winning actually changes my ability to be happy. <laughs> like I'm embarrassed about that. I know. But I know. Like I'm actually like I feel like I'm on cloud nine today for them on behalf of them. What looked to be a beautiful weekend. Um, yeah. So let's jump in to the Heritage Classic Battle of Alberta. All right, we'll go through the whole experience. I'm going to give you the experience of what it was like to attend a hockey game with 55,000 people that I could feel my toes for. Yay! So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so my I'll give full props to my sister. She's a season ticket. Her and her husband are season ticket holders. They've They've got their tickets right as soon as season tickets were had access to them. Um, and she ha- is a very experienced Edmonton, we'll call it concert, sport, aficionado, knows the thins and outs of how things works. And um, I don't know if you know this, but Luke Combs played at at Commonwealth um this summer. I think yes. it was in it was either in June or July. It was in July. Um, we saw him here in Vancouver. Okay. I went to the Vancouver version, which was maybe before or after. I I don't know where in the in the stop. And how many people were at that one? A lot. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There was a lot of people. So Edmonton's venue can hold more yeah. than anybody else, yeah. right? Commonwealth so like, is way bigger. Commonwealth than, was made than where for the we Commonwealth Games. It's, it's total capacity, I think, yeah. is sixty something thousand people. Um it was uh fantastically set up horribly managed um so uh from we so we had a car service and the reason why so my sister's pregnant it's not like we were drinking and like like rousing on a sunday afternoon but there is no (laughs) like well i normally i would be but again it was a sunday (laughs) afternoon i had a couple but it wasn't uh enough to stay warm yeah exactly um and uh, so she's like, no, you don't understand the Luke Combs situation. And I've heard so many horror stories from people that the Uber surcharges were like over a hundred dollars to get out of there. Um, people were waiting like two, three, four hours to get out of there. Uh, the trains were so pant. They had to like, like slowly chug a chug out of there because there was too many people like pushing in. Um, so that had been the Luke Combs situation. So that was the last time that they filled up Commonwealth. And so kind of learning from that, she's like, nope, I'm not driving because there's not going to be anywhere park. We're not going to be able to get out of there. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting a professional car service that has a special tag so that we can go up. So we went, essentially it was a limo, but it was a limo for five people. Went to the game with my sister, her husband, uh, my husband and my dad. Uh, My dad was just over the moon because he took us 20 years ago and now we got to take him. So it was great. Um, hashtag do you feel old because hashtag yes. when I realized I was like oh, right it's 20 years I feel it was like, literally so 20 years old. ago yeah <laughs> 20 years ago maybe Larice is thinking about it inside my interior yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah um and uh so we got there and we're looking at this lineup and we're like oh god so we got there we wanted to get there an hour early traffic was insane there was construction everywhere too which also classic Edmonton yeah classic um, make work projects every day yeah. of the year. So, uh, didn't get there as early as we wanted. We wanted to be there an hour early and we were more like 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes early. Okay. Stood in line outside to get in just to go through the metal detectors for, I, I think it was almost the full 40 minutes. Like I'm like, man, a good thing we know the puck drop's going to be late, but there's yeah. no way 
and there were still thousands of people outside the doors lined up like thousands um once we got in we immediately lost my sister and her husband because they were going down to the season ticket area and we had to go we were sitting upper bowl um because i was not i shelling out four hundred dollars to get <laughs> no. to lower bowl especially <laughs> when as bad as both teams were playing. and they've been so bad yeah no not a chance <laughs> um and so then we proceeded to get in the most insane traffic jam inside of like, I have been to a lot of festivals and concerts. I have never been just like stuck in a crowd that no one was moving. Like it was for 30 minutes. We missed the full, like, luckily we could see, we were still kind of outside, like yeah. trying to get up to the other side. Uh, it was just absolute madness. And we were watching this cop standing up on a, he was raised up. He was standing on a barricade or something. And it was like, start telling people to move like one way or the other. And it was just like a mass congestion for 30 minutes. We were stuck in this where we just didn't move. Like literally just Whoa. like stuck people on all around us. Everybody around us is like, if somebody gets mad right now and just starts pushing, this is going to be chaos. Like there's that could be, get dangerous. Like, it could get really dangerous um eventually got through saw the flybys uh made it to our seats with i think we were already like three minutes into puck drop but um yeah and then the boys came out flying and it was super special to like watch the stadium was buzzing um the total capacity was fifty five thousand. A good day um, for some outdoor hockey. Yeah, I made the mistake of trying to go find a, a friend slash client uh, in the first intermission, which sadly cost me most of the second period, and I never even found them. Uh, it was just like chaos, absolute chaos, and like I wanted to get another beer, and I just couldn't. I was like, I'm not standing in this line again. Like it was just yeah. you're like I'll miss the madness. Whole they probably could have had another 2,500 staff there to be able to just like get people through people moving. um so that was very frustrating part but the game For itself sure. was phenomenal oilers <laughs> were flying um loved uh some good cameo mic'd up moments from from kane out there catching up on them what are yeah. any of you guys gonna do about it <laughs> what are any of you guys gonna do about it which should go on a shirt somewhere at some point yes yes it actually <laughs> it actually probably should um flames just did not look good. They, yeah. they are I'm just, sending love to your your partner, your husband. Yeah. Well, and, as you a know, Flames he, fan, he's a coward. He's a coward because there were tons of Flames fans there, and he had a Flames scarf on, and he proceeded to take it off and put an Oilers <gasps> scarf on because he didn't want to deal with. He's so he had a bad experience during the Battle of Alberta in Edmonton a couple of years ago at yeah. the games where he was getting like heckled and some people tried to fight him, not for him instigating anything just because yeah. he was wearing a Flames jersey. Yeah, so he's like, I'm ridiculous. not doing that again with this for many sure. People. That's but, fair. That's a lot of people. And like clearly egress and like ins and outs were not a safe thing. Yeah, so, no, but, but from what I could see, I didn't see, Oh, that's a lie. I did see one fight at the end of the game um on like on the street outside the stadium so it was okay. long after the game they kept um, it outside yeah they kept it outside i didn't 
I'm sure there probably was because whenever there's 55,000 people in any place, there's always chaos. Somebody something bad somewhere. happens. I'm sure, sure bad things happen. Yeah. Um, but not that I saw. In fact, I had a flame stand in front of me with his wife who was 15 out of 10 drunk, just having the best day of her life. And she was the most entertaining <laughs> part of our entire section and everybody was just loving her. So cheers it was, to her. It was good for her cheers for coming to out her. And having a good you know, she's probably sleeping already today, but yeah, uh, yeah. I'm really proud of you. Um, and overall the experience was, was unbelievable. I thought the NHL did a fantastic job, um, from everything from the military that came out, uh, from the way that the decals were on the ice. I thought that looked sharp. Um, I think it looked, probably looked really good on TV. Everything looked good on TV. Sweaters looked good on TV. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Nickelback played three songs, but it didn't matter because it was three epic songs that everybody was like vibing and loving it. There was more than enough pyrotechnics to go along. It was just a classic Nickelback. I have fireworks going off everywhere for like the whole like second intermission. It was super, super cool to see. Um, yeah. And just a great, great experience. And um, the Oilers, my one complaint about them, stay out of the flipping penalty box. Yeah. Two five on threes for in one period. seconds in Woo! one period. For stupidity as well. Kane took yeah. too bad as much as he, he yeah. played Dry well with offense. the punch after right in front of a ref. Yeah. Like, I was like, come on, man. Or sorry, nurse, I mean. I was like, come on, buddy. Yeah. Darnell. Yeah. What, what are we doing it, here? What are we doing here? So, like, the only reason why we got through that is because the Flames don't have the power play and they suck. But yeah. any other team, like, that's a different game, right? Just because of those, those mental lapses. So that would be Absolutely. my big complaint about the play. But other than that um david didn't play a lot in the second period we were looking for him and i think he only played like a couple minutes but that's okay just rest him up he played i think just yeah. having him there vibes were high yeah. um yeah what was your take on it watching it from tv well you know i kind of did the fast PVR. forward thing yeah, yeah pvring because yeah. i came home from work and uh and sort of you know, I already knew the score because I couldn't keep myself away yeah. like, as much Fair as enough. I was like, no, I can't keep myself away. I have to check in. Yeah. Um, and I was a little nervous when I was at like three, three, two, when they almost like it, they all three. Yeah, I think it was three they were two. right back in it. No, I was. Yeah, it was three, two, yeah. three two at the end of the second or something. And I was like, yeah. come on, boys, where yeah. were we here? But um, I'm glad to see some some other people chipping in some offense. That was great. Mm -hmm. I'm thrilled for Vinny in his first NHL goal at the age of 27. Good for you. Love that story. I hope nothing but more growth for him for Mr. Darren A this year. And I love that he didn't know at first it was his goal because Kane sort of looked like it may have bounced off of him. Well, it was the weirdest jump ever. And they announced it in the, in like the arena, they announced it as Kane's goal. And then they had to update it. Uh, It was a couple minutes later. It was like the play had already restarted and stuff, but before they updated it. Yeah. Well, I am, you know, I'm sad he didn't get to celebrate that that way, but I'm also thrilled for him nonetheless. Absolutely. I'm what I'm hoping for from this game is like momentum. Just like That's- some momentum moving forward. And that's why I'm a little nervous about the schedule coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of those, te- I'm one of those people who believes like play more is better than playing less, <laughs> playing less. Just like, yep. get back out there, get back on the bike. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just looked like a little bit more like our team looked like they were having fun. Uh, looked like they were just like, I don't care how pretty the goal is. Put the damn puck on the net greasy goals count the more greasy goals the better better like we're, yeah we're an offensive team 
yes, we have to fix defense. We know that, but we can't fix defense and also then be scared to try and get like to have any offense. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to see as many pucks on an opposing player's net as possible. Um, And it started to feel a little bit like that. So from my PVR fast forwarding, I was a little jelly. I wasn't there. I loved your photos. I loved your Instagram Mm -hmm. posts, Um, but I am thrilled that you got to have a great time. And I am like, like I said, I was like sad at myself that that team has that effect on my personality mm-hmm. or my ability to be like, Oh, I'm in such a good mood. I wonder why. <laughs> oh, I know why the Oilers won. Uh, so here we are just thrilled that that happened. I, I, I also really loved both teams buy-in with their like entrance outfits. That's where I was going to go next. I was like, let's talk about what they walked up in, please. So oh like normally gosh. fit check, we're like, oh, look at, you know, look at uh, Jack Campbell in a three-piece suit yeah. or or like, oh, Ekholm's got a really nice fitted outfit. No, that's not our fit check today. Our fit check is what? What? Like Blessings honestly, to both teams. Like I think of like the flames were rocking like the Farmer Johnson cheek. And the Oilers looked like they were walking in. They might as well have, like, I'm trying to think of the stereotypical saying that an oil rigger would say, but like just the bad accent with like every other word is an F-bomb and they might as well have had um, fake testicles hanging off the back of their their trucks. trucks. You legit at six in the morning can see that same outfit in like any so or gas station 100%. all across alberta 100 <laughs> percent. i was like yeah complete buy-in that is a buy-in and i loved how okay first of all i have to give mad credit to the flames for coming in without shirts on i know it wasn't that warm <laughs> like at least it was better than it had been but like yeah they were cold you could tell like i actually really appreciate that level of buy-in you know, Kadri um, didn't. He had a wife beater on. Oh, underneath. did he? I only <laughs> yeah. caught like obviously it was you know not yeah, staring. Yeah, most of them. Like, you're right. Okay, most of them we were bare. Most of them were. I was like, a couple good, of them had wife beaters on. Good for so. you for just actually committing to the bit. You know, yeah. like, and then then the Oilers outfits were actually like distressed with dirt or oil. <laughs> like whatever was on the jumpsuit was like made to look dirty, and I was like, thank you. There was real commitment to these costumes. But I also like how they all had their their actual name bars like onto it too. Bars. Like they were all wearing tics. like the Viper, like the like the blue. grossest white Gross. sunglasses, sunglasses and hard hats and the hard hats. Complete the look. So what I want to know, and this is what I like, I have not been able to find this information anywhere. Do you think they both coordinated it, or do you think it just ended up like that? Like they both just said, "Let's just buy into Alberta and be as most Berta as possible." Yeah, I have no like. I want to. In my heart, I want to believe that they just like bought in separately and didn't have like a team, like some sort of like. Because that makes it so much better. It but it's also pretty it so good that better. they didn't either. Because they're like, the Flames came in as cowboys, essentially. Yeah. Like, I don't know how we're like rogue cowboys, maybe. Rogue cowboys, <laughs> like full rogue cowboys. <laughs> I also love that we like talk about Alberta and we're like, guys, we're so much more than oil riggers and cowboys and then, <laughs> and moose. And we legitimately showed up as like both of those two pieces of the spectrum. Because yeah, um, we really aren't. We really aren't. Just no, buy into it. <laughs> just go for it. Yeah. So both teams, I just give mad props for the buy in for those outfits. I even heard Kane carried in a coffee cup, like an, like an empty coffee cup yeah. that was empty as yeah. like a prop. Yeah. 
It was a Tim Hortons cap, which is very like on brand because it was a Tim Hortons heritage classic. So I'm sure he'll maybe he'll get an endorsement deal out of that. I hope so. I yeah. I was looking through all the photos and everyone looked like legitimate, except the only person who looked like he was cosplaying hard was Drysaddle. And I was like, Drysaddle <laughs> is too European yeah, to be wearing this Europe. outfit. He looks yeah. like he is wearing a cosplay outfit of an oil rigger and good for him. But yeah, yeah I had a good laugh at all we those. I am so thrilled you had a great time at the BOA and I am a little jelly, but I'm also also on cloud nine that our team finally won. Mm-hmm. And we move into a schedule now that's a little weird. So we don't have another game till Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday, Saturday, break. Monday, Thursday. Thursday. Yes. Like this, some, that's a long break. And I get it. You know, it was a lot. It was a hyped weekend. They had a lot yeah. of extra curriculars, if you will. Um, family skate and, you know, a whole bunch of extra press, I'm sure, and things to do and events. I think Friday night there was an event for the Oilers. Um, a party like it was 03, which is kind of a fun concept. <laughs> I don't remember much of 03. I oh, yeah, actually, you, I have one more thing that they I have to bring up about who they brought out. So oh, in yeah, the second they intermission, they brought out or first intermission, they brought out members of the team that are like local that were not local, but came in for it. So we had George Larocque, we had Rafi Torres, we had Jarrett Stoll, we had um, Rafi Torres Alex was MC. back. Yeah, Torres Blessings. is there. Amazing. Yes, I know, I know. It was it was quite the Fernando Pisani was he there? Was you know what? There? So I didn't actually see it. I saw. I actually saw George's like in the stands, like okay, as I was yeah. doing. That was when I was doing my lap, and I was caught in crowds and like surfing essentially. Um, but I could hear the. I could hear some of the announcements. But yeah, so they brought them Amazing. all out and and did some like other you know media events around that, and then obviously some of the the uh, alumni that played in the game were out there. The usual suspects. It makes um, me feel really old. Yeah, thinking I know. like seeing George's and the boys at the bar at the ranch or cowboys and now being like, oh, yeah, or they're Iron alumni. Horse. Oh, Iron or, Horse. Or Iron Horse. Yeah, a couple nights at Iron Horse. I don't remember. And that's for the yep. best. The best. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I am thrilled. It was a great battle of Alberta. I'm I am even more thrilled that the Oilers have a win properly. And I'm excited to see what comes next um for this week what are your what are your predictions what are your thoughts as we head into this giant break not a game until thursday um feels giant giant for me because you know i would like i would have hockey every other night if i could um we're playing the stars on thursday and the preds on saturday i'm a little worried for that one o'clock preds on saturday because like the preds are going to be looking for a little bit of revenge based on Eckholm's homecoming, which is the only game so far that Oilers have played extraordinarily well for. <laughs> yeah, and that that team dry sidle seems to like, for whatever strange reason, find his like way through better than other teams. He just seems to have the the Preds number for some reason. Yeah. Um, th- but that can't keep going. That it's a weird oh, let's stat. Hope it does. Let's hope, I hope it does. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, but you are you are right in that. I'm a little worried for this. Uh, Thursday, the big gap before Dallas. They need to stay up. They need to stay hungry. Um, It's probably good for Connie to get a couple more extra days rest. Um, And uh, I don't know how how he's feeling after being back in that game, but it was probably a good litmus test to not have him back in for now a couple days. And um, they need need two big wins there. And then next time you and I chat, they'll be playing the third match against the Canucks already. How are you playing when, like, you're playing each other three times in the the start of the season and then never again? And then never again. Like, who created that schedule? 
We've NHL, got a bone to pick I, with this NHL schedule maker for sure. NHL, I got co- I have conversation. I have some notes. I yes. have some notes that I would like to offer to the yes. whoever made the schedule this year. Yeah. Final Honestly. final game for the Canucks and against the Canucks, I think. I think yeah, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. And all within like a six-week time span. So weird. Doesn't really build right. It's less than there. six weeks. No, because they didn't mm-hmm. start till October. So it's gonna yeah. be within like three weeks, yeah. four weeks. Yeah. Random, yeah. right? I know. So, and and the Canucks are playing well. They are. The Canucks are hot right now. Yeah, they are hot right now. And I, that I, it's, it's the first time in a long time that I wander around Vancouver in my Oilers gear. And I'm, people are like, instead of being like, oh, yeah, they're they're now sneering. They're now like, before they're like, oh, before they're like, they were a little bit sad. They were a little bit sad. They're like, oh, your team is really good. (laughs) And you're like, I know. And now it's the opposite. And I don't like that. I don't like not having the upper hand. Um, being the lone Vancouver, or being well, an you know, it's it's a quick back turnaround. You win these two games right away. You pick off Vancouver on Monday, yeah. and all of a sudden you're right back in the mix. So absolutely, yeah. And then followed by the Sharks. So that's a guaranteed. You got to get that win as well. You have the to Sharks are on pace points. to not win a game the entire year. Did you see that? I They're did. literally on pace to not win a game the entire year. <laughs> I know. Like we say, rebuild mode for the Flames. Mm. We say rebuild mode for a few people, but like yeah. that's like mm. demolition. Not Absolutely. a rebuild. That is like a like like send a bomb out and dig out, you know, don't even dig out the remnants, just bulldoze over it. So yeah. Bless yeah. the sharks. Yeah, that's an easy two points we have to have. So all right. Awesome. Well, right. we're back on Monday schedule, or I guess recording on a regular normal day schedule. And then uh and you just got to hear our voices for for back to back for a couple dates. Um, and I look forward to uh to talking hopefully about more wins when we're back together next week i hope so too i'll be taking notes this time i'll bring i'll bring more details to actually get into okay sounds good All i'm right. looking forward to it and um yeah sending love to you and your family um and all of the ex players of nottingham panthers and everyone yeah, uh, everyone involved with the panthers sending absolutely love. everyone out there okay everybody stay safe out there and thanks for listening to the mother pucker podcast The Mother Pucker Podcast is a proud member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. For more information on this or any of our other podcasts, please visit OrdinaryPodcast.com. The Ordinary Podcasting Network would like to acknowledge that the lands on which our conversations take place include the traditional territory of the Treaty 7 people in southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta as well as the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, including the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh First Nations.